Hey, welcome to the Brilliant Perspectives podcast with Graham Cook. I'm your host, Michael Becchio. Today's message from Graham inspires us to draw deeply from the living well that God has already placed inside of us in Jesus. This comes from the BTV series titled The Place of Increase from the episode, What Good Things Are Already in Me. In this episode, you'll see the beauty of the fullness of Christ in us that the Father deposited in our spirit at the moment of our salvation. How the place of increase in our walk is founded upon our internal discovery of the overwhelming and abundant riches God has already placed in us in Jesus. The Father is delighted in the process of our discovery and desires a life of impact to overflow with ease from this place of wonder and completeness. Enjoy. This week, we're going to focus in on one small verse in a small book of the Bible that has huge implications for our life in God. It's in the letter that Paul wrote to his beloved friend and co-laborer, Philemon. And in this short letter, Paul writes in verse 6, that the sharing of your faith may become effective by the acknowledgement of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. Now, all of us want to live a life of impact. We all want to be effective in communicating the kingdom of God to the world around us. At least I hope we do. (laughs) And these days, we're surrounded with all kinds of options for spiritual growth, development, and training. And it's what we're passionate about here at Brilliant. We want to develop people in both the knowledge and the ways of God. But as we said in episode one in this series, God doesn't develop us in the kingdom the same way that we're developed in school or the workplace in the world. The world has an education-based mindset. The knowledge we're pursuing is out there somewhere. But in the kingdom, in Christ, everything we need to understand has already been deposited in us. In Luke 17, 21, Jesus said clearly, the kingdom of God is within you. 2 Peter 1.3 says, As his divine power has given to us already all the things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. Colossians 2.9 and 10 says, For in Jesus all the fullness of deity dwells in bodily form, And in him you have been, past tense, you have been made complete. So we're not looking out there for the answers. We're learning to access the kingdom of God that's already been deposited in us with all its resources, wisdom, and brilliance. Think of your internal spirit as your own bank vault where you can go and access everything that God has given. So if Christ is in you, then so is his fullness. And in him, you have been made complete. 
When Paul was writing to Philemon, he was giving him a key to effectively sharing his faith with everyone he met. It was not by joining a particular program or pursuing a course of study. Those, those things can certainly be part of the process. Paul was connecting Philemon to the treasure that he already had. It's like, hey, Philip, acknowledge and agree with God that every good thing is already in you because you're in Christ. You know, that's what's going to change the world around you and demonstrate who you really are in that world. So the first key today is, can we just agree with God? Agree with Him that in Christ, all the fullness of the Godhead already dwells in us. Agree with His perspective that every benefit that Christ has belongs to you also. Jesus is living in you and is looking forward to living through you. He wants you to manifest his kingdom here on earth so that the world can taste and see just how good he really is. You know, instead of asking for his provision or for more of his peace or patience or kindness, agree with him and thank him that it's already yours in Christ. It's Christ in you, the expectation of glory. And from that stance, our asking becomes a confident, joyful response to that agreement. I can ask for those things knowing they're already in me. We're asking God to reveal more of his life within us, totally convinced that it's there. And then we don't have to earn anything. We're on this brilliant adventure of discovery with the Holy Spirit so that we can better understand the gifts of God that are already present in us. And I think the second key that unlocks this truth is God's process is always up front. You know, the world has this ladder of success mentality. Technically, you start in the mailroom when you're 16, and 35 years later, you work your way up to being the CEO of the company. And all along the way, you have to prove that you can do the job to get advanced. So all your promotions and raises, they're all performance-based. But God doesn't work like that. He gives us everything up front at salvation and then partners with you in the Holy Spirit to work out all that you have received in Christ. That means then you can travel as fast as you want because God measures growth, not time. That's good news right there. It doesn't matter if you're 25 or 75 and just learning these things. God can accelerate your development. When you partner with him, you can make five years growth in just 12 months. Because he measures growth. He doesn't measure time. Everything is in you now. So you're going to access it because he wills it. You can determine how fast you're going to travel in discovering it through your worship, focus, and receptivity. What does this free us from? Performance. Trying to earn God's approval. 
climbing a ladder of success in the kingdom that doesn't actually exist. This key, it locks up those mindsets and it unlocks peace, joy, and rest in the Holy Spirit. I love the fact that God is always at rest, knowing the good work that he's already deposited in you. And he knows that he's brilliant at completing that work. Our role is simply receiving and acknowledging the gift that we've been given. Like Philemon, God wants us to become effective in acknowledging the gift of God in us and then partnering with him to develop it in full. The fullness of life in God isn't out there somewhere to be achieved. It's been given to you up front at salvation. And you're enjoying the process of discovering how it works in all your life situations. The final key to the wisdom of effectively acknowledging the gift of God in your life is you need to learn to be overwhelmed by his goodness and who he is for you. Because the outcome of this truth is a lifestyle of absolute astonishment. It's being overwhelmed every day, not by your circumstances, but by the fullness of what Christ in you really means. It's waking up every day with a sense of earnest expectation. What good thing have you deposited in me that I'm going to discover with you today? It's knowing that your circumstances already have an answer on the inside of you. And so you have an expectation that no matter what situation you come into, what if the answer is already present? So what we're doing is we're cultivating expectation as a lens, as a mindset, and as a language so you can develop a lifestyle in Christ. So I'm looking for the provision that's already in me. I want to think about it in the way that he would, and I want to talk about it and confess it and proclaim it, just like the Holy Spirit is training me to do. And doing that throughout the day. And, and then it's going to bed every night being able to say, thank you, Lord, for helping me to discover your gift of peace or joy or hope or whatever it was today. Thank you that in these situations, I'm learning about who you are for me and I'm learning what's available to me. And I'm acknowledging the life that you've put already in me. How would your life change if you already lived like that? You know, that's something that you may want to consider. We think it's up to us to convince God to walk with us. No, no, no. He's convincing us that he wants to walk with us. It's his good pleasure to give us the kingdom. It's his good pleasure to take a tour of the kingdom that he's already put inside of us. I think he adores your process of discovery. And that's one of the things that can make us all pioneers and explorers. Our internal territory with God is the place where all of our explorations begin. Whatever you're facing right now, the answer is already in you by acknowledging who Jesus is for you. And on that journey every day, good, bad or ugly, holds an opportunity to be absolutely overwhelmed by the goodness and the kindness of what he's giving us. 
like Marco Polo or Lewis and Clark, we catch a glimpse of the next great level of our own development and we're amazed by the majesty and the beauty of it all. There are days, you know, when I'm simply overwhelmed by the bigness of how much God loves me and where the presence of God is so thick that sometimes I can't stand up. It's like God sometimes pins me to an armchair and says, you're going to stay here while I lavish my love on you, Graham. I want to be something for you and I want you to get it. I paid a huge price for this and I'm so glad. I just want you to be as happy as I am about the good news. You know, I was in a city doing a pastor's meeting and it actually turned uh, pretty hostile. And we were talking about the new man and I had underestimated the amount of religiosity that were being in the room. And it was pretty hostile. And I had question and answers for two hours. And there was a lot of criticism about fullness and favor and grace that, you know, that all of it was too good to be true. Therefore, it's a con. But in my own heart, I'm thinking if it's not too good to be true, then it can't be God. So then after two hours of trying to nail me to the wall, they then said, well, thank you for coming. And I said, whoa, 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 hang on a minute. You've asked me loads of questions and made loads of statements. I want to ask you one question. How is it that you're not amazed by the majesty, the glory, and the goodness of God? What's going on that you don't think like that? I won't tell you what happened, <laughs> but it was interesting. You know, God creates us to live in a place of wonder and astonishment because it renews our mind, it encourages our hearts, it enlightens the eyes of our understanding and develops in us the majesty mindset that I think God deserves. Being overwhelmed by the gift of God in us allows for no empty places in our internal relationship with God. You know, it's true, the world will not read its Bible, but it does read its Christians. I think the world is looking for us to be a full manifestation of who Jesus is. They wouldn't put it that way, but you know, they're looking for miracles. They're looking for something amazing and wonderful. And when you are thoroughly immersed, when you effectively acknowledge the gift of God already in you, you will live in the presence of God. You'll understand more of how he thinks, how he sees, how he speaks. And everyone around you will catch the overflow of that lifestyle. And like Philemon, you'll be sharing your faith with the world that desperately needs to know the fullness of the goodness and kindness of God. So this week, instead of an activation, I want to give you a prophetic word about how God sees you fully in Christ. It's a word that you can take as your own. You can write it out and begin to have a conversation with the Lord about what it means for your life and your development in it. Old prophecy is a starting point, not an ending one. Because it releases a path of process that can accelerate your growth and elevate your understanding of all that God has deposited in you through Christ. So just put everything down and just listen.
Then go back and listen again to this portion several times. Then transcribe the word. Then pick out the key words and phrases that mean something to you. Highlight the promises that are there. Pay attention to any conditions for this word to become your daily reality. And use it as a catalyst for your conversations with the Holy Spirit about what God has already given you. And then take advantage of the momentum and the encouragement it will bring to your development. But most of all, be overwhelmed by the passion that God has for this journey into the fullness of his life in you. So here we go. I will never leave you nor forsake you. You are a dwelling place in me. I inhabit you always. Stay in the place of rest and peace. All of heaven is attracted to Jesus in you. He is your fullness and you are complete in him now. And that completion will constantly be a part of you growing up into all things in him. Knowing that everything is available to you because Christ is in you. You will always have more than you need so that you learn how to give things away. I am not reluctant to bless you. I am always ready every single day. Come to me. Ask me. You need to be thankful that Christ is in you. You need to rejoice that the Holy Spirit is given to you. Together, they are training you in favor and expectation. Listen, beloved, they know your life situations right now. They know what you need before you even ask. But that's why you partner with them by giving thanks and rejoicing. Because that will eliminate doubt, fear, and low self-worth. So that you can begin to ask with love and confidence. My answer to them and to you is always going to be yes and amen. I will say yes and amen to the Jesus who lives in you. You cannot be separated from our love. Neither can you be separated from our favor, our blessing, and our provision. As your Father in heaven, I will always resource Jesus in you. I will give to my Son in your spirit, so that you too may become my Son in the spirit. As he is, so are you now in this world. And when you acknowledge all that we are and intend to be for you and to be in you, beloved, all burdens, doubts, and fears will fall away from you. So ask 
and you will receive. Allow Jesus in you to cultivate favor as a right of relationship. All that I have is yours. Please do not be weary in becoming happy. Today is the day to smile and face the world in joy and thanksgiving. I am is in you. I am is with you. I am is for you and nothing can successfully contend with you. Let that message sink into your spirit, beloved. And then come to me. And let's talk about it. Let's talk about your current situations right now in the context of this promise and this prophecy. I'm looking forward to meeting with you. Amen. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening. Bless you. Beloved, understanding that Christ has already fulfilled the requirements of our salvation and that we've already been given all things that pertain to life and godliness by His divine power, as 2 Peter 1.3 tells us, should constitute truth that not only liberally frees us, but empowers us to view our lives differently and take a proactive approach in our growth and learning with God. We're not tasked with bringing things to completion of our own volition. Philippians 1.6 is clear about that. Nor are we expected to discover the glories and possibilities before us of this life in Christ all on our own. We have the Holy Spirit who is constantly with us. He is our teacher and will lead us into all truth and will remind us of the things that Jesus has spoken. He is our guide and our faithful reminder of what we have in Christ and of who we are becoming because of that. None of this is done on our own or independently. It's all done in closeness and connection day by day with Him. I encourage you to intentionally set your mind on the fact that God adores your process of discovery and that it's His pleasure to walk with you and to give you the kingdom. That's Luke chapter 12, verse 32. What this means for you is that God is not just bound to do these things or to have to be faithful to you and your journey. It's actually a wondrous delectation for him. He relishes being this for you, beloved, and giving you all things generously in Christ. You are his much-loved child. When we see this as a blessing for him and not as a burden to him, our confidence in life undergoes a significant upgrade. The estimation of our own value burgeons because it's based in how he values us, right? And a settling rest and serenity infuses our daily life, shifting the entire setting in which we live and move and have our being. In closing, I'll remind us of these two thoughts from Graham. He said, all of us want to live a life of impact and be effective in communicating the kingdom of God to the world around us. In that, we do well to recall what else Graham quoted from verse 6 of Paul's letter to Philemon, which declares, 
the sharing of your faith may become more effective by the acknowledgement of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. Remember to acknowledge with thanksgiving and rejoicing in the Father every good thing which he's already placed in you because of Christ Jesus. It is a critical difference maker in our lives, beloved, and is a universal panacea for anything we will walk through. You have been generously given all things in Christ. Rejoice. (laughs) Rejoice. And many blessings and great joy to you as you journey fruitfully with the Holy Spirit. Abide in Jesus, the great shepherd of your soul, and bask in the goodness coming down from your Father of lights, in whom there is no variation or shifting shadow, and he never changes. Hey, thanks for tuning in today. Have a great week, and we'll catch you next time.